Hi, it's Cozzy from Channel 9 South Aussie with Cozzy here. You're listening to Adelaide and Cut. Okay, where's my money? Who do I invoice? Uh, we'll get back to you on that one. Thanks, mate. Bye. Where's my money? If you want heaps good history, a little touch of mystery, with lots of hilarity, it's And thank you, Cozzy, from South Aussie with Cozzy with that cracker of an intro. Outstanding. Let's hope we never run into him again. Oh, to he, be honest uh, with you. was he a little bit... Uh, he wants his money. You, you, you met him. Tell the story, Dan. He wants okay. his money. He wants his money. Oh, yeah, yeah. He wants yeah, his yeah. money. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's yeah. how it is. Fair enough. Fair but anyway, enough. thanks to him for that sound grab. Um, yeah, so we were a bit, a bit delayed getting started on this episode because I had to go break the seal. Oh, baby. Tom. I can pay you to a piss from a rose. Oh, break by the way, this the is the intro. Get it? Because it's well, seal. Welcome to Adelol. This is the Heaps Good History hey. Podcast, where we share stories from South Australia's unique and often hilarious history. My name's Dan. I'm a born and bred South Australian. Love everything about this state. Love the history. Love the, oh. the wines. I don't love wine, but I love the beers. I love everything about history, and I've lived here all my life. Whereas Tom... Moved here in 2003 at the age of... Fifteen, mm-hmm. mm. yeah, and brings a touch of the outsider. Uh, that's that's right. Look, uh, sounding a bit lackluster. I, I I understand that, Dan. But the reason is that I'm sounding lackluster is because I'm a little bit disappointed that you in your recounting of the intro mm. you failed to. Ma- you mentioned that we're heaps good history podcast, the oh. original heaps good history podcast, and the best. But you failed to mention that we are also an award winning, award winning, award winning. I didn't mention that. This is the first full episode since then. We are yeah. we have been awarded the 2018 South Australian Emerging Historian of the Year Award. Would you believe it? I don't By believe it. By the South it. Australian History Trust. <laughs> People voted on us. People said we were the ones that were delivering history in a, in a manner that allowed people to uh, connect with the stories. <laughs> I find it hilarious that at some point over the last month, 12 people have sat around a table and discussing us and debating whether we should be worthy of an award. And then deciding and then, that we should. And then they got to a point where they were like, well, no one else is nominated, so here they go. Yeah, I, I am convinced that nobody's actually listened to the podcast. But then but then a couple of people from the History Trust came out to our show at the Little Bang Brew, which was recorded yep, just before right. the awards. So and they were down with and us. And they, were, they, they enjoyed themselves. They had a great time. That's right. No, it's been great. And thanks for the uh, History Trust of South Australia for they, all the... They do a wonderful job. They do a wonderful job, and we can't wait to do much more work with them. We think we're going to be able to provide some good opportunities for people to just get in touch with history, Tom. I think so. And that's what it's all about, really. At the end of the day, this it, is this whole thing was about you trying to teach me a little bit more about local history. That's right, and with the hope that somebody might tune in and learn something themselves along the way. And I think people have, so awesome. It's been great. And here's the premise of the show: I pick a story from South Australia's hilarious history, something a bit offbeat, usually. Yeah, something that's not usually covered in. It's high usually school. something you can take the piss out of. Oh, and we'll be taking the piss tonight. Don't you worry about oh. that, mate. And. I tell it to Tom, Tom doesn't know what the topic's going to be about. No, no idea. Not at all, not at all. So tonight, Tom, Yep. this is the story mm-hmm. of Kitty Temple. Okay. Tell me what you know. Um, Kitty Temple is, it's a, um, it's a house of worship for cats. Oh God, Tom. Beer of the episode is one of my favorites. I am loving this beer. It's quite new, quite recent. And Only it's, released uh, a couple it's of going gangbusters. Ago, you know what? The, this beer, they had it in, um, pubs and stuff for ages before, like over last summer. I think mm. that, I don't know if they had intentions to put it in cans and bottles 
or if they were just planning to do it as like a... It's Coopers. they got to put it in a can. Yeah. Because it's... And, and in, in a, a can. can. Um, but it was available in the pubs like all through last summer, and um, but on draft. And mm. I had it a few times and I really liked it. And then they brought it out in cans and bottles like but almost at the very end of summer. And I was like, it's kind of a bit late because it's supposed to be a yeah. summer beer. Miss the boat, Coopers. Come on. But I think maybe they just like, they didn't realise it was going to be as... testing. But all, yeah, they just didn't know how it was going to be so freaking popular. It's been amazing. And I love this beer. And, and I reckon it's probably, they're probably one of their best sellers right now. Absolutely. I'm cracking mine now. You so it's a summer, thing. it's the Sessions Ale, by the way, if you hadn't guessed. Cooper it's in a, it's in a blue can and it's very cool. It's it's 4.2%. So it's a little bit lighter on the alcohol. Summer style ale delivers a tropical fruit flavour. Notes, uh, t- tropical fruit flavor notes with a distinct dry hop character and crisp bitterness. Cooper's unique flavor and cloudy appearance derives from our brewing method of top fermentation followed by natural conditioning. All right, boom. And what, how much and does it contain? It's, oh, mate, nothing but if, and in if this If you can. haven't listened to episode two of ours, Thomas Cooper, it's an episode I still stand by and it's like, you know what, I love that episode. Mm. It it, for one of our first episodes, it couldn't have gone better. Listen yeah, to yeah. it. The history of Thomas Cooper and his family, hilarious. Thoughts on the beer? Oh, mate, I already know I love it. I love this beer. It's, um, it is it is very tropical, though, isn't it? You get, it's like, it's tropical. Of, like, passion the, fruit first, and... the first sip really hits you, but it, it's it's good. I love it. You can, it's, it's weird, though, because usually... it's quite cheap. Usually when something's... Yeah, it's yeah it's reasonable. Yeah. Usually when something's all, like, tropical and flavoursome... Yeah, I'm not. You only want to have like a little bit of it, but you can keep drinking this. I, I've uh, I've actually drank a um I think I've drank like more than three or four in one sitting. Hence why it's called a session, session ale. ale. Oh. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> having a session. Yeah, that, that, and it's four point two standard drinks. Four point two oh two oh. Plays it, plays it. Thomas Cooper, Kitty Temple. Tom, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you about Kitty Temple. Go tell me. So cat. it's it's a it's a cat house of worship. No, not at all. Um, but it, it does lead to a house of worship of sorts. Oh, okay. If you will. Okay. We'll get there. Catherine Kitty Temple uh-huh. caused quite a stir when she arrived in Mount Gambia in the 1860s. Oh, hell. Hey, hey, hey. Mount Gambia. Capital of South Australia. Absolutely not. She was capital of meth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, mate. It's either there or Mildura. Murray Bridge. <laughs> She was loud, outspoken, and had a fondness for hard liquor. <laughs> Kitty ran a hotel in the town with her husband, William. Oh, oi, Willie. Get the fucking, get off the pipe, you dickhead. <laughs> but throughout... Gotta change the sheets, Willie. <laughs> but throughout the late 1800s... Willie's been on the sheets, and I'm not talking about you, mate. The pair was frequently in trouble the pair. with the law for running a, quote, sly grog shop. Oh. Hang on, though. They run a hotel, so why can't they sell legitimate well, They, they didn't have a liquor license. Oh. So she ran a liquor store and loved liquor, but just, oh. didn't have, just never got around to getting a license. <laughs> That's so She's Mount like, Gambia. We should have... We, we should, like... Next to the hotel, there's, like, a plot of land. We should put, like, a shed... But it's like you can like take your horse and cart through the shed, and like people can get out of the horse, or we can go over and be, we can just sell on the booze, and like it's it's almost like they just like driving through, you know. So like we, what the money that we don't make from the pokies, we can make it from uh, from having a shop 
that's attached to the hotel, but, yeah. you know, like people don't necessarily have to get out and come inside. This bloke called John Horrocks came through. You know I, what we should call it? The Thirsty Camel. Fucking oath. <laughs> Putting together the pieces there, mate. That's South Australian history right there. And they she, were like, sorry, you can't do that. There's no way. That's absolutely unacceptable. There's no way you're putting you a... You don't even have a license. ...a grog shop <laughs> on the side of your hotel as despicable. Fuck ne- It'll never catch on. It'll never catch on. But she was a super smart businesswoman. As Can I just say, we've just established. when I first moved to Adelaide, yeah. that is the one thing that blew me away. <laughs> you know the first one ever was at the Largspear Hotel? We've got to do a story on this. Is it a South Australian thing? It's, a, it's definitely a South... It was invented here. Okay. Um, the first one in Australia was at the Largspear Hotel. Because that blew me away. Because in the UK, they have like... I mean, they have... I don't know but if you can op- buy it in a Tesco in the UK. Yeah, you can buy it in a Tesco, but you can't drive with an open container. So, like, the idea that you can, you'd actually go through a drive-through. And now I'm not saying that drive-throughs are designed to promote drinking, drinking in the car, in the car but but it does because they have like the little chests with you know they have like the ice. Yeah, chest, grab a cold one. And it's like I, grab I a literally cold one. Did that on the way home. And, it, and so it's like, well, you're going to be driving with an open container, right? Like it has to be. Like it's it's facilitating that. Yeah, but you so, can do that in South Australia. Okay. That's what makes our state great. Yeah, but all right, fine. If you're not over the limit, but you, that, it, you would be over the limit though, because if you get pulled over, the alcohol's still in your mouth. You're gonna blow. Yeah, but they'll give you like twenty minutes. And then okay. Be fine. All right. Okay. But my point is, it that, it seems super irresponsible. Is what <laughs> it I'm does, saying. doesn't it? It <laughs> does, like... doesn't it? But I love it. I love. I'm, I I don't drink often, but I love just when we're recording the podcast. Pretty, pretty much. much yeah. Pretty much. But I love. Um, like if I'm dri- doing a long distance drive in the heat in summer, like if I'm driving from here to the beach, like at West Beach, or whatever, like taking like a beer straight it's out just of a the six pack. <laughs> Of the beach, I just love, absolutely I just love chugging a Johnny Walker bottle on the way down the Port River Express. What I, what I do is I get in the car um, <laughs> with here, kids. here in the northern suburbs. With my and, um, it's I not dr- north, it's northeast. Uh, here in the northeastern suburbs. And Thanks, I drive Tom. I drive to um, Maslin's Beach. <laughs> and for every beer I sink, I just take off another item of clothing. <laughs> and it's summer, so I was already quite... like <laughs> I was already I not wearing... Yeah, it's like I'm two naked. thongs and a pair of shorts. <laughs> so by the time I get to Maslin's, mate... <laughs> I'm ready to go. I'm half cut and half chubbed. <laughs> I'm half cut and half chubbed. <laughs> which is what you want at Maslow's, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, which is what you... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's it. God. Uh, th- shout out to all my new work friends who are listening, by the way. Because <laughs> my manager sent around an email saying like, oh, Dan won a history award for his podcast. Yeah, that's outstanding. Don't worry, I'll, I won't be applying for a job there anytime soon. Kitty was super smart. She was a smart businesswoman. Okay, well, she, she, invented the, she invented the grog shop, so... Oh, mate, she had smart ideas. And whenever she got in trouble, she managed to keep her name out of the papers. Genius. Because she made her husband represent her in oh, court. Well, whenever, that's... Whenever, she knew he'd get off because he's whenever, a man. Whenever he's they had liquor charges. Yeah, that's she exactly understood right. privilege before privilege was understood. But Tom... She's like, he could... He, obviously, it was the bloke that was running the, the grog shop, not me. I'm just a little old lady oh, that... Lo- what? I'm just a little old lady that like sort. I'm just I just do the laundry. <laughs> However, she wasn't famous for running a sly grog shop, Tom. She was famous for something else. Well, she was well known for other misdemeanors. As rumor goes, it's not rumor. It's ice. True. <laughs> it's ice dealership. <laughs> Kitty was famous for keeping her male patrons happy in more oh, ways it's, than it's, one. It's, it's that kind of kitty. Oh, yeah. In more ways than one at her, one of her establishments in Mount Gambia. Oh, dear. But once the So wor- it, is, it is a house of worship for 
kitties. Yeah. For a kitty of sorts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that's where the name comes from. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Kitty Temple, yeah. Kitty so, Temple, yeah. Pussy, it's, yeah. Just a pus- it's like an entendre thing. Pussy synagogue, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, pussy synagogue, pussy synagogue. Oh my god. Uh, Shouts at my work friends. Uh, so, but once word got around what she was doing, apparently, the or who s- she was doing, <laughs> what she was doing. How she was doing it. <laughs> Apparently, the Southeast chapter of the Women's Christian Temperance Union. Oh, no. Which was well in force at the time. Yeah, anything involving women's Christian temperance, they're you, not going to like you if you're you into know, alcohol consumption or poontang slinging. <laughs> they're just not impressed they by that. They do not all. seem like a fun bunch, no, to be honest with you. They do not. They do not. They <laughs> do not. Yeah. I'm sure they're doing good work. You can work still somewhere. find them preaching in Rundle Mall. Do they? Not the women's Christian temperance movement, <laughs> just an, another bunch of crazies. I'm sorry. Uh, and it is not a stretch to consider the morally uptight ladies who believed in abstinence and purity may have had a hand in moving Kitty on from Mount Gambia. Oh, okay. But going to go into details, and that's not established. Whether it was the rumours, the disapproval from the 1860s. It's not a rumour. <laughs> the big wigs of Mount Gambia. The big wigs. Down. They actually wore big wigs. It was, <laughs> it was all the rage. Um, mm, have you seen the blue lake in my wig? <laughs> the reflection. <laughs> I wonder if Cozzy's done a bit on Mount Gambia. Oh, mate. He's been to Mount Gambia, Gambia and sa- Mount Gambia. I've been to Mount Gambia. He's been to Mount Gambia and sampled the uh, the. We can't, uh, we can't say that about him. The Punani Cathedral. <laughs> Thank you, Cosy. Sorry for slurring your name. Oh God! Or whether it was the big wigs running her out of town, Kitty and William moved their hotel to Cave. I like how like her. <laughs> She's she's Kitty, which is like yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> William, it's I just a, got yeah, it. yeah, it's like a euphemistic term for uh, for, vagine, for, for vagine, vagina, and his name's Willie. Uh, so good. Um, they moved their hotel to Caveton. Actually, sm- like Upton moved it, brick by brick. <laughs> I, I don't know. They got I some don't Germans know, no, to I come in and help them shift the. <laughs> Do you have any uh, bluestone bricks? Do you have some bluestone bricks? Uh, we, you, we move the bluestone bricks and you help, us, you help us with our uh, <laughs> blue swollen bricks. Bricks? Bricks. <laughs> yes. We move the bluestone bricks and you help us with our blue swollen bricks. <laughs> if you haven't listened to episode three, Hashtag no limp dicks. <laughs> no limp pricks 2018. God, this is a throwback to all yeah. the episodes. Um... Uh, for the new listeners, of so course. So she moved to Caveton, a small township laid out in 1866, about 20 k south of Mount Gambia. Her hotel... Hotel, yes. We've established that it was almost... That's her, why they call her, it a hotel. Ho, 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 ho. Her hotel was the only building in the whole town. Oh. <laughs> and the handed-down, hair-raising tales of thirsty travellers oh. to Caveton are now legendary. Now, I, I was... Lazy. Thirsty camel riders. Mm-hmm. Thirsty in more ways than one, but here's some ex. Uh, I got lazy with this one. I just took some. Uh, <laughs> with, yeah, from- with this one. <laughs> <laughs> I just took some uh, articles from the ABC Southeast article by reporter cool. by reporter Kate Hill. She does a great job. Oh, shout out to she's been she's over the hill these days a bit, but <laughs> that's why uh, they call it the Mount because it's oh, the hill. 
Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, local Ronald Cox. Oh my god! Oh, come on! <laughs> oh my god! Local, local Ronald Cox. Local yokel. Local yokel Ronald Cox. <laughs> the local yokel Ronald Cox. Shout out to Ronald. Shout out to Coxie. Mr. Cox. Remembers uh. his father and mother passing on a few <laughs> a few choice tales. Mr. and Mrs. Cox. About Temples Inn in Caveton. Where the hotel, Get your Cox in Temples Inn. Where the in. hotel was a popular overnight stop for travellers in the late 1800s. Overnight stop to fix your flop. Quote, <laughs> quote from Mr. Cox. <laughs> she offered entertainment uh, yes. later in the night, yes. he said politely. Of course, nowadays, they have a different name for it. But no, form- they don't. It's still called entertainment. But former Bellum Hotel publican Simon Livingstone, uh, who was also That's on the receiving funny. end of many a beer-soaked tale about t- uh, Kitty Temple, didn't mince his words. Quote, Yeah, she ran a knocking shop. <laughs> How good's, the t- how good's the phrase knock and shop? So good. I know you love that phrase as well. Love it just term. makes me laugh. Love the term. It's like, it's uh, like obviously... Um, it's oh, he not, says knock shop. Obviously, it's sorry. not politically correct. You're supposed to say sex worker. That's the politically correct term. But I I'm love... i for the rights of I love the term prosty. Like, just <laughs> just the shortening of prostitute to prosty. Like, it's a very South Australian bogan thing. It's oh, like, oh, mate, she's a method prosty. And you're just like, it just makes me laugh. Kitty Temple. Method Prosty. Method Prosty. <laughs> she ran a knockin' shop, he said. Knock shop, she said. Mr. Livingstone laughed as he imagined patrons having to travel <laughs> 20 or so kilometres from Mount Gambier in the transport at the time, which was just a horse and buggy. Or riding a camel if you're John Horrocks. <laughs> Thirsty camel. He. At 15 kilometres top speed, Euro, you'd be a bit over it, wouldn't you? What? I don't know where that leads. It's <laughs> saying it would take you at least an hour to get there. It'd take you an hour to get a route. Yeah, well, <laughs> okay. That's not that bad. Like, <laughs> I've driven further. <laughs> it's like, My like, wife used to live in Sydney, so I used to fly two hours to <laughs> get one in. <laughs> Shout out to all my new work friends. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Cozzy. <laughs> You made this yeah, one great. That's pretty funny. Passed on from one generation to the next, stories about the notorious lady and her ways have become urban legend. Oh. Mount Gambier's uh, Irene Owerman Ooh. told ABC Southeast her father, Harry, <laughs> had a go. No. <laughs> had Her father, Harry, had told her Kitty circumvented the liquor. What, what was his surname? <laughs> it was Owerman. Uh Kitty circumvented the liquor laws by selling, quote, milk to customers. <laughs> but her milk was she... more commonly found in Irish coffee. Oh. 80% proof rum. It was the milk of human kindness. Mm. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Got nothing to do with it. <laughs> that joke just died. <laughs> much much like the, the liver of her patrons. Uh, in the history of Mount Gambia, late historian Les Hill... Right, the, what is it? Why are you laughing at Les Hill? The Hill of Les. <laughs> the Hill of Leses. So politically correct. <laughs> oh, Any relation to Kate Hill, who wrote the article? Maybe. Mm. Probably. Well, it's Mount Gambia, so they're probably cousins. <laughs> are they probably all related? They're probably, they're probably, I was going to say they're probably cousins. They're all descendants of the uh, knocking and shop. Probably, yeah, probably a cousin and a spouse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Kate. I was going to tag her on Twitter. Oh, tag her anyway. All right. 
please remove this immediately. <laughs> yes. Adelol's second lawsuit. Yeah, well, second. Yeah. Uh, like well, I'm speculating. She's not Tasmanian. It's not. It's not guaranteed. No. Late historian Les Le Hill's a common name. It is, especially in Mount Gambier. Hill was a common name. It is. It is. Uh, Les Hill wrote that Kitty was often quote raided by police, but was never caught because she could smell the police coming from miles away. She's like bacon. <laughs> Uh, shout out to my all my ex-colleagues. <laughs> <laughs> Another local lady reported that she heard a tale about a man who happened to enjoy himself a little too much when oh. he dropped in at Kitty's Temple Inn oh. with his Bullock team in the late 18... What? In the 1870s. With his Bullock he team. He came with a team of Bullocks. I guess so. He's got big Bullocks. Well, I don't doubt it. He's enjoying himself a little bit too much. Well, he had to... He had to Take the bullets by the horn, mm. Mm. didn't he? And Kitty's Temple was the only place. She's the original Stormy Summers. I'm that's just yeah, that's right. Why, why haven't we done a Stormy Summers episode? There's not. I can't find that much. She ran for mayor in like 2002 or something. Yeah. But, um, that's about it. What, maybe we should just get her on. Oh, she was also fully into like bikies and shit. Um, let's not get. But her like, on I then. don't want to go that down that territory because you know don't want to get shot. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, although we have had a international drug dealer on our show. <laughs> Shout out to old Reggie. God, I love Reggie. Yeah, what a legend. I'm going to send him a Christmas card. Do it. Well. Uh, In a boom box. St- staggering drunk, the man left the hotel and drove his bullocks bug- and buggy straight into the region's infamous Hell's Hole sinkhole. So, they some for some reason just built the hotel next to a sinkhole. Right, and he was off his face. He was off his face. And just, just had, had a route. It just had it, yeah, just uh, completed his... Uh, Coitus. Our return journey, if you know what I'm saying. It's a long way. And uh, he was like, let us drive. I've emptied my bollocks. Now let's drive the bullocks. Oh, down the hole oh, I go. Down the hole. It's the second hole I've been in tonight. Second, he's <laughs> like, yeah, I beat you to it. I'll be honest. This one's, uh, <laughs> this one's less deep and, uh, <laughs> and a snugger fit. Uh, the story, this story was made even more incredible. By the claim that drivers, divers, over a century later... Divers? <laughs> hole divers. <laughs> over a century later, they found pieces of the buggy in, in the watery depth of the sinkhole. So that's wow. Pretty, are that's they, pretty amazing. Is that, are they still talking about Kitty's Temple or is it the actual sinkhole? <clears throat> uh, it's the uh, sinkhole. Yep. The stinkhole. <laughs> Kitty's... Kitty's morality... Kitty's watery stinkhole. Was... <laughs> That should have been the name of the hotel. <laughs> Kitty's Watery Stinkhole. I think there's a few of those uh, down the edge of Peary Street. You can tell knocking shops though, can't you? Uh, you can always pick a knocking shop. Yeah, well, um, there's one. We used to live in Norwood, and there's one. There was like right at the end. Go on. The, right at the end of the parade. Oh, there is number six. And yeah, it's just a yeah. big number six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I know yeah, what that is. I used to, I used to live in um, Kensington. <laughs> I used to go to that one. <laughs> No, I used to live in Kensington. I used to ride. I used to work on the parade. I used yep. to ride my scooter down that um, down the parade. And Is that the we, only thing you rode on the parade? Yeah, it's the only thing I rode on the parade. <laughs> Although there was a, that's a funny story. Go on. Oh <laughs> wait, have you been to a knocking shop? Um, oh, this is getting a little personal. I've never been to a knocking shop. I do have a funny um, sex worker you got story pro- you got that, a- I, that I can tell you. Please use the correct term of prosty. Yeah, <laughs> method prosty. <laughs> um, but no, I uh, there was a shop on Norwood Parade which sold like vaporizers and like oh vape, vape nation. Yeah, is it is it still there? 
I, I don't know what you it, mean. Yeah, anyway. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying Vape Nation is the H3 reference. You won't get it, don't worry. Oh, okay. Oh, I understand. And, um, yeah, I went in there and... Um, because I was like, what? What's the deal with all these uh, vaporizers? Like, what? What is you know? What? What is a vaporizer? Wait, is this for weed or um? Just vape? yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, for weed. Um, but I, but I thought it was like this is when like you know vaping was becoming a thing, and I was yep. like, what's vaping? What's what's the deal with this? Mm-hmm. So I went in there and um, was just kind of like asking questions and stuff, mm. and the guy was like, oh, you know, like it's a vaporizer. You know, it's got like these two little opening things. You put your, uh, you, you know. Yeah. He, what did he say? Weed? Yeah, he's like you put your plant in there. Oh, okay. And then and then I was like, what do you mean? Like like, and I thought he meant like, I don't know what I thought, but I you know like I was thinking like power plant, like you get like a little plant of. I was like, what <laughs> do you mean? Such pl-? an idiot. Yeah, I was like plant, and he's like, yeah, yeah, you put your uh, you know you put your uh, your plant, and he's I was like, like you're uh, you you were, were no yeah, and I was, I was I was like slowly catching on yeah, and I was like oh so what do you like you just you get that and you put it in there and he's like yeah yeah yeah. Well, I can, I can, I can sell you some. I can give you some, and if you want to buy a vapor. Wait, he was like, I can sell you. Yeah, he weed. was trying to sell me weed. So That's he was like, sick. Yeah, but also like, That's, that, he's ballsy. But he's ballsy as fuck because yeah, like from he's a yeah, he's just like selling the the vaporizers. And normally when you go like it's like when you go into a place like um like off your tree or something. like off your tree they're like, like oh, oh these are for tobacco they, yeah they're like these aren't bongs these are these are for tobacco yeah, yeah these, these are for um you know th- <laughs> whereas this guy's like this yeah, is it's for, for weed Do you want is, some weed yeah this is for shisha yeah and he was like literally like yeah this is for smoking weed I can sell you some weed if you want to take some weed. I was like no I don't I I just came in here to ask to because I wondered what it was hey, what does this have to do with knocking shops. Because that, that shot was on the parade. Uh, <laughs> that story went nowhere. But I'm just saying, I knew there was a knocking shop there because I would ride past it on my scooter. But also, that's my funny story from a guy that on the parade that tried the to sell me weed. awesome. You can get weed, you can get yeah. sex. Um, then, yeah. You have a sex worker story. Yeah, I, I do. <laughs> <laughs> just before we I tell... Do you have a sex worker story, Dan? Yeah. I don't have any sex worker story. Oh, <laughs> wait. I think I was propositioned possibly once in London. Yep. Um. Sort of around the Soho area. Yes. I, a, guy, time... a guy tried to mug me in Soho by trying to get me into a brothel. I thought I thought I recognised it. Um, <laughs> That's another story. Ironically, it's the same story as me. I tried to mug a guy to get him into a brothel. Um. No. Um. Because Soho is quite the uh, red light district. It, and it's. I it's, think it's, I was. It's quite an expensive place to live as well, but it's also dodgy as fuck. It's oh, really, really dodgy. It's, but it's, it's, it's really super, weird. It's super nice as well. Yeah. It's. It's not. There's nice bits of it, and there's like really yeah. expensive apartments. It's like literally and... like you take a street the wrong way, and you're like, oh, yeah. Hang on, what's yeah. going on here? Yeah. Yeah. It's. Um. Yeah. No, I've been Soho. Um. I think I was propositioned on the street, but I. I think. I. <laughs> I was too. I, I was only nineteen. Um, red gum, shout out! Uh, <laughs> shout out to Red Gum. We got to do a story. And I, yeah, and oh, I, and like, I was only nineteen, gum. and I have PTSD from uh, from this uh, the guy from, from this method prostate. Uh, John Schumann, I think. Uh, we got to do one on him, a story on him, because he is a bit of a loose unit. To be is honest, he South Australian? Yeah, he's South Australian. Oh, yeah, nice. Red Gum is South Australian. Oh, interesting. Uh, I've been to Bali too. Do you know that one? No. We're doing a I know I was story. only nineteen, but you know. Yeah, you know that, that's the biggest one. But anyway, um, did he did he go to Vietnam or was he a Vietnam vet? Or I don't know. he's a bit loose, but yeah. um, he's nice. I've met him a few okay. times. Um, you know the festival, uh, the organization we used to work for put on. Yes, that was about. Yep. Um, yep. He was a speaker at that. Okay. Um, we got some complaints. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, go on, go. Pretty much. This is my song. Anyway, I digress. Oi, check out the knocking shop number six, the parade Norwood. <laughs> before that, doesn't number- matter if you're only nineteen. <laughs> before that, here go- speaking of which, here's a little song about that. Before, <laughs> b- before you go there, go to number twenty six, get some. Uh, 
plenty of that in Nam. Plenty of that in Nam. I saw him spoke twice, speak twice, and the second time it was at a prison, and he was actually saying like, "I don't know how much." Was he in the prison? No, he was like, "There is a guest speaker. He must be a really cheap guest speaker because like I've seen him speaking a couple of things, Um, and he's quite nice. He's like like, a nice guy. Now you shouldn't be getting any drugs in here." But I tell you what, there's plenty of drugs in Nam. It's like fuck. He's talking about Vietnam again. <laughs> fuck. And you know, this is a perfect circle because um, my sex, my sex worker story. Go on. Is um, is is it from Nam? No, but Cambodia. So very close. Oh. Um, but you finish what you were going to say about uh, Red Gunman, and I'll tell I've the story. What I okay, <laughs> doesn't matter then. Um, <laughs> you saw no, him I'm in done. prison. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I'm done. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. This story's going nowhere. Okay. It's like a weed story. I love how this is taking such a turn. So, Go on. Um, is anyone listening anymore? I, yeah. Almost. Do you reckon Cozzy's still listening? Oh, I, I fucking hope so. Oh, Cozzy. Um, he wants his money. <laughs> He's like, I've got to find out more clues as to where these guys work. So I'm going to bash him. Send his hired goons. Um, also, I just happen to be drinking out of a South Aussie with Cozzy. Well done. Uh, stubby caller. Well done. Anyway, go on. I, I, I want this uh, sex worker stuff. So, I've travelled a lot to Cambodia. Um... <laughs> Went on there. um on business business legit, but, legit, no business. like no well, well initially um just travel and then like I really like the country and and have a yeah, couple of friends over there and stuff yeah, like that so of course you do yeah hang on <laughs> um and went there in 2013 to film to work on a documentary so I was oh, working really? with yeah so we're working with a couple of people filming a documentary yeah it turned out <laughs> fine good. <laughs> What's that supposed to I don't be? know. Is it a Louis <laughs> Theroux type thing? Like, uh, no, I'm not. So, so what's all this sex work? The, the, you're the doing? documentary had nothing to do with sex work. The sex work, oh. the sex work story is incidental, okay. and, and it doesn't involve me seeing a sex worker. Oh. It involves a sex worker propositioning me and oh, me okay. so the turning the me. sex worker down. So yeah, I, I okay. didn't go to Cambodia in order to. Um, I don't think I intentionally turned mine down. I was too dumb. No, I definitely intentionally turned mine down, okay. but 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 she. I'll get to the story. So I um I went obviously when you you know traveling. Not if I have my say. You're traveling in Asia. <laughs> you um you stop and get a you know a bit of a Thai massage or I back don't massage like massages, or, but I know what you mean. Yeah, and it's and it, and I'm I'm obviously that you know certain places that they offer the happy ending. Oh, I know what that means. Um, but also like you try to go for the legitimate looking businesses. You know the things Not that are me. on the main street. <laughs> Not me, side streets. Um. <laughs> So, you know, if you've travelled to Bali or Thailand or any of those places, you yeah, will yeah. have gone in and, and probably had a, at least a foot massage at some place. And, it, you know, it's, it's cheap. And it's kind of my thing. It's, yep. it's a great way gotcha. to relax. So, um, after having spent a week out in the sticks in the middle of nowhere filming this documentary, talking to local villages in this... In, we were visiting a particular village in the eastern corner of Cambodia that had been bombed um, during the Vietnam War, interviewing people. And you know what? If that doesn't get you hard, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Came came back, went back into Phnom Penh, which is the main yeah. city. Back to the hotel, and there was a um, uh, hotel was nice in a legitimate part of town. Oh, and good. there was a um, masseuse massage place next door. Yeah, so good. you walk out the hotel room, and you know there's the, the massage girls sitting on the on the curbside as yeah. they are as they and do. That's not that's not a dodgy thing. No, like, even the legit ones yeah. like, hey, come on. Yeah, as they yep. do in Bali and Thailand, and they're like, Thailand. hello, you want massage? And I was like, okay. That's racist. Uh, it's not racist. That's it's an impression. That's an impression of what was said to me. Okay, do it in Kitty Temple's voice. <laughs> hey, girl. <laughs> no, so I, I, I walk out. I walk out, and they're like, "Hello, you want massage?" I'm like, "Oh, yeah, okay, sure, right. go in there." Um, As you do. And she's like, "You know, here's the menu. What do you want from the menu?" I was like, oh, "Foot massage. Rub my oh, leg and foot. Sick. Yeah. Yep. I've been walking around in the in the in the bush, chatting to people for a week. So yeah, why not?" Um, and 
she takes me into the you know little cute kind of cubicle oh, yeah. area at the back and it's like yeah good. fine and you know puts on the nice relaxing music and she's like you know sit back relax enjoy yourself put puts on a you know scented candle and all that kind of stuff oh, starts incense. massaging my f- yeah in, incense yep. starts massaging my legs and my foot and I'm like oh this is nice they get you to put on these like pajama pants okay so you had pants on yeah I had I had pants on okay. but like but I'd been traumatized previously. By when I was in, uh, I reckon it was in Bali, and mm. um, like had been asked, they well, they were, like, they, were, they were like take everything off. They were like put these pajama pants on. No, they didn't say take everything off. They were right. like put these pajama pants on, and like the lady gave me some pajama pants, and they didn't fit me. Mm. And she came back in, and like my friend was with me, and she burst out laughing, pointed at me, and was like, "Oh no, no, you are too fat." <laughs> <laughs> so I'd been tra- I'd been traumatized by that. So uh, I was like, "All right, I'm never putting on like you know pajama pants." And okay, and, I, and to be, I'm I'm not that fat, you know, like. Like you're yeah. not that fat. For a Westerner, you're not that fat. For an Asian person, you would be like a fucking suit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so I was like, be, oh, you I don't, would I'm be not... the, the cosy equivalent. So of when this, so when this, yeah, so when this Shout person, cosy. yeah, so when this person's like put on the pajama pants, I'm like, oh, I'm a bit reluctant. Okay, yeah, fine. Yeah. She goes out of the room. I'm like, oh, it's not a respectful environment. Put the pajama Lovely. pants on. They've got like a little flap at the front. I'm like, okay, that's <laughs> flap at the front. Yeah. She she comes back, starts massaging my legs and feet, and you know, so like relaxed, feeling good. Um, about ten minutes in, um, you know, I like I look down and she taps my double, <laughs> does a little double tap on my crotch. A little, yeah, a little, little, little on, oh. on my on my crotch, yep. and she, and she goes fifteen dollar. Oh, what are you doing in this situation? And I was like, what? And she's like, fifteen dollar. And I was like, oh, no, 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 wow. no, 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 just. That's a full proposition. I was like, That's no. like, this is how much it's going to no, cost No, like, to- yeah, like, because I was, you know, she'd already said like, it's $6 for the foot massage. Okay. And so in my mind, I was like, are you trying to tell me that i got to pay more? Like, what are you? And then she, she taps, <laughs> that's a, taps, that's a weird taps, way to taps my groin my again, $15. No, 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 thank you. Just, just the foot and the, yep. and the leg massage. She goes back to massaging my feet. As you do. 10 seconds later. Okay, ten dollar. Oh, she bargaining. thought when I said no. She's, now she thinks like you're like a Westerner. Yeah, who's like I'm gonna bargain yeah. you. She thought cause... she thought I was bartering. Oh no, with her on the price, and I was like, no, like I'm. <laughs> this is so awkward. Yeah, like I'm, I was like I'm, you know, like no, like yeah. I'm married. Well, at the time I was engaged. I'm like engaged. I have I have a you know a partner. Like yeah. I, I, I'm not. I didn't come to Cambodia. To solicit, I, I le- legitimately wanted a foot massage, and then I was going to go and like <laughs> so have a beer, and 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 so she, you know, waits another ten seconds. Oh no! Okay, five dollar. Oh. Well, five dollars is five dollars. <laughs> you know? No, no bargain, bargain. No, I was like, uh, no, 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 uh, no. I, I'm, I'm, and and I think you know she got the message, but did that offend her? I don't think it offended her, but I think like. It was like she thought I was just a hard ass yeah. trying to drive down the price, and only when she got, only and hard. only when only <laughs> <laughs> only when she got to five dollars, five dollar was, and realized that I was like, no, like she's like, I, can, I don't I want you to do touch me, like I yeah. don't want you to touch me, please wow. don't, like just like okay. you know, finish massaging my foot, and then I'll give you the money, and I will go because now it's just supremely fucking okay. awkward. What's the name of this place? <laughs> So yeah, Mark Aldridge the, wants the, to know the most, the most, the most <laughs> awkward foot massage uh, wow. that I've that ever experienced. Awkward. And yeah, so if my advice <laughs> based uh, on that experience shops. is like even the most legitimate looking uh, wow massage places 
could potentially to go south. Well done, in a good way. <laughs> uh, Kitty's morality was. I love how we get back to this. Yeah, like Twenty minutes it, yeah. later, Kitty's morality. If anyone's still listening, thank you. Kitty's morality was further questioned after her husband's death in 1897. Oh, here we go. When she to- chose to live with her boyfriend, the Black Widow, Bruno. 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 <laughs> it's Bruno. Bruno and Kitty. Bruno and Kitty. However, unfortunately, Kitty died in 1907. Was Bruno, the, was, was Bruno the German that uh, helped? Uh, he's like, I build, I give you the blue stone bricks and <laughs> you, you take care of my bricks. blue swollen brick. She died in 1907 and the infamous temple was sold off for 13 pounds. Wow. Tom, that was at least 15 pounds you always in today's money. Joke. But her memory lives on. Oh, yeah, it does. History in the buff. minds of Mr. Cox was it Mr. Cox? Uh, no, this is from History Buff and Mount, Harry Cox, was Mount Harry Gambia Cox? Library Assistant Danny Reed. <laughs> he works at the library. And his name is Reed. <laughs> <laughs> Does he know to? Does he know how to? Oh, he knows how to. It's da- Danny, Reed. Danny with an I. So it's Danny. It's a woman. So yeah, so his parents couldn't. Danny. Oh, her parents couldn't. <laughs> Danny Reed works at a library in that so game. Good. So oh, I'm good. I'm gonna look her up. Oh, I'll give tag her, her too. Give her a read. <laughs> give her a shout out. <laughs> shout out to Danny Reed, library assistant at Mount Gambier. You're doing a bang up job, and she's a history buff. So we do you would do you reckon the, there's like two library, the there's like two librarians in Mount Gambier, and <laughs> and the other one's surname is like Wright. <laughs> it's like we work at the Mount Gambier Library. We're reading right. This is it's, our assistant. Yeah. Uh, and this is our intern, uh, Jenny Latefee. <laughs> Danny Reed fields quite a number of requests for information from people keen to find out more about Kitty Temple. Dan was just one of them. <laughs> I was just it's one people of them. St- it's people still trying to find the knocking shop. <laughs> so, like, um, oh, I heard there was a. I heard there was a. I heard there was a pussy synagogue. <laughs> Oi. Is, I heard there was a pussy synagogue, eh? Uh, no, that's Kitty Temple. Yeah, sounds good to me. Where's that at? Um, is this a legitimate request? Yeah, yeah, I, I want to know legitimately. Hey, I'm applying for, a, for an award for Emerging Historian of the Year. <laughs> i got to find out about the... i got to find out about the pussy synagogue. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, your 2018 Historian of the Year. Emerging. Emerging. I like how the guy that won Historian of the Year was like a high-profile... Doctor. PhD his, doctor of history at Flinders University. And we're just... And we, we're literally just making pussy jokes <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> different strokes, different folks. Well, mate, $15. <laughs> That's a good stroke. <laughs> a quote, to quote Danny Reed, who works at a library. She was the biggest thing that ever happened to Caveton. <laughs> what a fucking diss. What a diss. That is brutal. A That's re- savage, Danny Reed. <laughs> a real local identity, she said. She was the dodgiest lady, but all the locals loved her. Wonder why. Like, yeah, and, and made love to her, apparently. Mm-hmm. Possibly. I don't think she was um, a sex worker. I think she just kind of... Yeah, but that, She was a that, boss lady. That's... The joke's ruined, though, if you All right. try to actually... Do the ice voice again. That'll get it going. <laughs> <laughs> Grant District Council even named a road in her honour. <laughs> Many have rode the road. 
she rode the chode and th- she rode the chode and they named the road. I can't believe this is like the shortest ride up for a full episode ever and it's just gone off the rails. 39 right? minutes. Fucking hell. I'm like, oh, this one won't be long. That's what Kitty said. Hey. Thanks, Cozzy. Uh, I, so I believe this is the only road in South Australia that's named after a madam, okay. so to speak. Yeah. Uh, they report the sign often goes missing. Yeah, so excellent. Gets taken away. A private residence was later built on the site of Kitty's Hotel. Is the road called Kitty Road? It's called Kitty Temple Road. Oh, that's great. I, I looked it up today on Google Maps. That's crazy. Just to find out if anything's still there. <laughs> oh, yeah, I heard you got a bit of an uh, establishment down there. Is this where the synagogue's located? <laughs> I'm a Jewish person. It's a place of worship, if shout you know what I'm the, saying. Shout out to the Adelaide Jerks podcast. Shout out to, yeah, shout out to the... go to the synagogue, probably. Uh, shout out to the Tottenham fans in, in Adelaide. I don't get that joke. Go on. In 1953, the Department of Lands closed down the town of Caveton because mm-hmm. her shop, well, her knocking shop was the only was thing. Was the only. Literally the only thing that was ever built there. And then no one else built anything. They're like, oh, we're just closing this shit down. Get rid of it, yeah. However, Kitty's legend lives on. Someone has hidden a geocache. You know what a yes, geocache is? Yes, I do. Uh, sort of a reward for a GPS yep. treasure hunter. Yep, I do. Like Pokemon Go. Yeah, yeah. Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go, but cooler. Uh, on the spot, and it's called Pussy Town. That is amazing. As the old saying goes, Tom, and something that's proved time and time again here on Adelol. Yeah. Well-behaved women rarely make history. Yes. Shout out to Kitty Temple. And shout out to badly behaved women everywhere. Yeah, we love them, and we love the services they provide. Don't we, Tom? <laughs> Until next time. Thanks to our new sponsor, Lords. <laughs> Fantastic business on Pulteney Street. And get onto geocaching. It is like Pokemon Go, except, you know, rather than getting a shiny Mewtwo, you've got like a, a used condom in a, <laughs> a used condom and a, and a, and a, and a, and a like Kinder Surprise toy in an old lunchbox. <laughs> this is your Emerging Historians of the Year. 2018. Who are about to have their award, award revoked. Yeah. Um, thanks to Cozzy for the shout out. Yeah. Um, do not try and find us, Cosy. And when they revoke our award, we might have to get a Patreon going, uh, just to keep us alive and to keep the town of Caveton alive. So Let's get on Caveton. there and uh, and donate at least five dollar. Have a laugh. Have a lol. It's at a lol. We hope you all had a lol at a lol.